Wrestling with the Basics is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. We're on a mission from God. something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. That and is a I'm, mouthful. That is a mouthful. I am. And who am I? Who's this? Who's this in this room with me? You're Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And how did your Reformation celebration go, Matt? It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming it was. So we're in that time That's warp. Right, of we radio. call radio. I'll be honest, yeah. and we haven't had our Reformation celebration yet because we're pre-recording this. But I'm anticipating it was fantastic. I think so. Well, it was the 500th anniversary, and there are all kinds of celebrations going on, and and uh, it's almost kind of like it's like a letdown. It's the post-Reformation blues the post- we have now. <laughs> All the excitement. But let me tell you, the excitement's not over. Because if you're not doing anything tomorrow morning at 1030, come on over to Trinity Darmstadt for their annual mission festival. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. And, and a meal afterwards, maybe? Big meal. Well, you were there. A you nice that. spread, yeah. We call it the mission feast, and it is more desserts than you can shake a stick at. Why you would shake a stick at a dessert, I have no idea. Gooseberry pie, maybe? Gooseberry yeah. pie, maybe. Maybe all Maybe. kinds of all brownies right. and cakes. Yo, it is and worth goodies. stopping by. Fried chicken and ham and all the fixings. And so, everything. are you preaching or is someone no, else preaching? No, 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 no. Uh, Gary Brock is the fellow's name. He's all the way from Rochester, New York. Whoa! We flying in speakers from Rochester, Golly. New York. Just for the big. Like, it is. It, that, that's their one big event that they do. They've been doing this for years. 150 plus years they've been doing it. Fantastic. And, uh, so, yeah, if you want to join us for worship tomorrow at 1030, come on. Uh, go on the web. You'll find it. We're on Polk Street. Just look at <laughs> Polk Street. Go on to Google and put Polk Street, P-O-L-K, and Darmstadt, and you'll find us. So uh, Yeah, I know right where it's at. You know right where it's I at. I know right yeah. where it's at. So, yeah, do. Join them. It'll be great. Um, got got another got another uh, brain teaser. Got another brain. Came came across my path. Can, okay. Can we, uh, Tease our brains. Uh, and then we're doing Reformation. Don't, don't hang up. <laughs> don't shut off the radio because <laughs> the good stuff is yet to come. Law and gospel, Matt said. Yeah, I'm no Tom Baker, but, uh, but I'll do my best. You'll do your yeah. best. Yeah. The first two letters represent a man. We're looking for a word. We're looking for a word. Okay. The first two letters represent a man. The first three letters represent a woman. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The first two first represent two a man. First two letters of the word represent a man. First three letters of this word represent a woman. The first four letters represent a great man. And the word as a whole represents a great woman. What is the word? Oh. It's a good Does one. Does it begin with an M? Can't tell you. That would be given no it hints. away. First two letters, a man. Next three letters, a woman. Next four letters, a great man. The whole word, a great woman. Oh, that's good. All right. I got to write go. it down. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Take your time, man. Right? Okay. We don't have time for that, man. He's in my brain. We don't have time He's for in that. my no. brain. No. All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. Okay. <laughs> so, what are we talking about here? We've celebrated the Reformation. Yes. But the Reformation goes on. It for goes on. Another it could... 500 years. Yeah. Or yeah. unless Jesus comes back, which, which yeah, that'd be that's good. Okay. Too. We'll take either one. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we want to look at just some things that are connected to the Reformation. Okay, we have the Reformation. Well, what, what came out of the Reformation? How does that affect us today? How does it affect what we teach, what we believe um, as Christians, and, and perhaps specifically as Lutheran Christians? Really um, good beer. That's one of the things that comes out of the Reformation. Well, see that. If those Baptists had taken over the whole operation, <laughs> there'd not be any good beer There'd be there. no brew in the loo. That's right. That. So be thankful that that was a German Lutheran that started this. Yeah, he was a German Luther was. Yes, he, he wasn't was. a Baptist. He wasn't a Southern Baptist. He was a Lutheran. Yeah. Luther was a Lutheran. <laughs> so, yeah, beer, you know, uh, learning is to sit in the last row of church, the back pews are the choice ones, all those important things to know as Lutherans, right? Yeah. No, we're just joking. Um, one of those main teachings to know as Lutherans and uh, that Luther, boy, really emphasized is, is law and gospel. Law and gospel. Law and gospel. What in the world does that mean? Okay, I'm glad you asked. You know, one of the things, that, talking about law and gospel, I think that, that a lot of times we we speak in in those terms without knowing we it. We do. That is a problem that we Lutherans have. We have these code words, and, and people don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to demonstrate, if you okay. don't mind. Just I would, play oh, along, John. You won't so, hit me now, will you? It doesn't involve hitting. No. Okay. I'll All right. play along. All right. So if you if you had the opportunity, if someone asks you, well, what do you believe, John, as a Christian, yeah. as a Lutheran? Or, yeah. you know, what, what is it that you believe? And you have just you know a minute to talk to them, 30 okay. seconds maybe to, to witness to them, to All share right. with them what you believe. Yeah. What are you going to say? Go. <laughs> ah, 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 that's what I'm going to say. Ah, ah, not enough time. I guess I, I, what I would say, obviously, is what we talked about last week. My son, take heart, your sins are forgiven. That's what I would tell him. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think there's elements of law and gospel there. Okay. You know, uh, and, oh, there is. And, I can see that. that. And okay. that's kind of my point, is yeah. that I think that we know we know law and gospel, whether we know we know it or not. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is just by hearing the word, by knowing the word, by, by hearing... You know, faithful preaching, you know, we, we just, it's instilled in us. So, uh, your, your witness, um, take heart, my, my son, your sins are forgiven. Well, I think that sort of implies, first of all, well, there's sins to be forgiven, first of all. Exactly. That's right. You know, what would those words would make any sense no. if I'm a really good guy? No. What are you talking to me for? Yeah. yeah. So recognition that there were sinners and, and that's certainly something that comes to light to us through the law, that word of law. Um, in, in fact, you would not know it if it was apart law. from the law. Yeah. yeah, and then of course your sins are forgiven, and and we know that that That's forgiveness the is the gospel. Those words spoken by Jesus Himself that we looked at last week on wrestling the basics, and that forgiveness made possible because of Jesus still today. So. You, you know what's really crazy? <laughs> what's I, I, really, well, no, sure. I, and, and I don't think this is a fluke or accident. But for those who have, are, have ever worked through the one-year lectionary, one Sunday. We have the question, what is the greatest commandment? Yeah. And Jesus says, love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbors yourself. And then the very next Sunday, we have that text we talked about last week. My son, take heart. Your sins are forgiven. So there it is. Law and gospel. Is that what you're talking about? Back to back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And and again, I think this is something we 
No, but yeah. you know, maybe not in terms of of labeling it as law and gospel. You know, and so to unpack that a little more, to explain that a little more, I think is helpful so that we okay. realize how important that really is. So when we hear the scripture readings, like you said, we can identify, is that a word of law from God for us? Is that a word of gospel for us? I and think sometimes it's, it's both. Um, sometimes it's thing. both. Yeah. 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 So law and gospel, I think it shapes a lot of stuff. It shapes how we share our faith, like we okay. just demonstrated yeah. with others. It shapes how we read the Bible in our own, and our own study of God's word, our own devotional life. I think that's helpful to have those lenses to, to look at the word of God through law and gospel. Um, I think it, it affects how we view our, our relationships with other people, especially when there's conflict, ah, when okay. when we've been sinned against, yeah. or when we sin against someone. Um, do we speak a word of law to them, a word of gospel to them? And what if someone has sinned against us and we're really not sorry for what they've done? Do, do we share a word of law or gospel with them? I mean, that comes up a lot in my in our ministry, I'm yes. sure. Mine own mine as a pastor. Just talking to someone one-on-one or in a counseling situation, do you share a word of law with them or a word of gospel with them? Well, how do you know what to do? Well, it, it kind of depends on where they're at. So if if they're if they're sinning and they're pretty secure in their sin and they really don't see a problem with it, well then that word of law needs to cut them to the heart and show them that sin, the need of a savior. Kind of, kind of like what Peter did on Pentecost, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people are cut to the heart. They, yeah, they crucified Jesus and thought they'd done a good thing. That, yeah, that's what yeah. God wanted them to do—kill that heretic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they're cut to the heart when Jesus says, "Yeah, actually, it was the Lord and Christ, the Lord and Christ. That's who you crucified." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, on the other side of the coin, then what if someone is really comes to us and they're distraught yeah. and says, "You know, Pastor, I have I've sinned." I've really messed up. I realize that I am sorry. And to be able to pronounce that word of gospel to them, that you're forgiven. Like you said, my son, you're forgiven um, for Jesus' sake. So law and gospel, boy, it's it's this important concept to know, this, this teaching, this doctrine, as, not just as pastors, but, yeah. but as Christian people in, in lots of different aspects of life. Yeah. Uh, so, I was going to talk about too um, this this quote from Luther. So, oh, since okay. we're talking about Reformation, since it is Reformation talking about yeah. Luther, um, this is how important Luther thought it was law and gospel is. So, this is in one of his sermons on the New Testament book of Galatians. All right. Oh, my favorite, my favorite book of Luther's. One of his favorite works too. Yeah, boy, it's yeah. A, it's a good one. Um, so Luther says he goes so far to say this. He says the difference between the law and the gospel is the height of knowledge in Christendom. Every person who calls themselves a Christian should know and be able to state the difference. If this ability is lacking, one cannot tell a Christian from a heathen. Of such supreme importance is this differentiation. So this is important stuff. It is. It um, is. To, to know that difference between law and gospel, to be able to discern that. And Luther says, not just for pastors, but for every Christian. Yeah. So it's, it's something important. So let's talk about it. All right. Okay. Um, so, so what's law? What's gospel? When we think about uh, the the law, for instance, um, what do we think of? I think we, for what I think of that Bible verse you just brought yeah. up. Yeah. Love God. Love love your neighbor. And yeah. I think that's a good good summary of what we call the Ten Commandments, right? Yeah. Uh, those two tables of the law to love God, to love your neighbor. Uh, Jesus summarizes it so well with 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 that very thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so that's that's sort of a summary of the law. Now we also talk about different uses of the law, okay. right? So hey, before you leave the, the summary thing, because see, I think what's crucial about that passage is I think a lot of people think of the law as a list of rules we mm-hmm, need to follow, mm-hmm. 
and, and those words of Jesus point out, it's not really... It is important about what you do externally. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not suggesting you should go out and beat up your neighbor. The commandment thou shalt no, not we kill. We do not condone that. Yeah, we don't condone the that. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, just because you've never ever harmed your neighbor doesn't mean you've kept that law. Because it's all about love. It's all about loving the neighbor. Uh, which, therefore, when Luther expounds, for example, on that commandment, he says, well, it's not just a matter that you don't hurt or harm your neighbor, but that you do everything you can to support him in his body. See? Because in love... We want to help. We want to care for people. That's what we're doing. And so that's what makes it hard because maybe externally we're doing things okay, but our hearts aren't always in it. Uh, yeah. We may be helping the people, but inside we're thinking, man, I'll be glad when I'm done with this. <laughs> so uh, I hope you... they get better so I don't have to go visit them anymore <laughs> in the hospital. So what do you say to me sometimes? I've gone for preaching to meddling. Yeah. Isn't that the phrase? Yeah, well, you, you just did that, right? No, uh, God did. The God law did. does it. it the does. law it comes is meddling with us. But yeah. but you're exactly right. And I the, the thing that always yeah, you know, convicts me is in the words of confession is we yeah. say, forgive us for what I've done and what I've left uh, undone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking to is those things we've left undone. We yeah, Maybe I haven't stolen from my neighbor, but... I sure haven't always helped my neighbor when I could have or should have. When are you going to give me my lawnmower back? Speaking of stealing from your neighbor. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's go. <laughs> okay, the uses of the law. Okay, what are the uses, the uses of, the of the law? What are they? You got them. You know Three them. of them. You love them. Three of them. What are they? The uh, curb, curb, right? Mirror, rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, so we've got these little pictures, these mnemonic devices to, to help us remember them. So uh, the curb, how it restrains wrong in the world, right? Yeah. Just like a curb keeps a car from going off the road and careening off a cliff. This idea of what's right and wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one, the mirror, maybe that's the, the chief use of the law, the, perhaps the, the most one important, important one. For Lutherans, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this mirror, we look at the law and we look at what we shouldn't do and like you brought out, what we should do and we realize... That reflection staring back at us is is marred and it's it's fallen and it's corrupt, sinful. We've sinned. It shows us our sin, and it shows that we no, need a savior from no, that. No sin. man is righteous by the law, but by the law comes the knowledge of sin. That's not matter, yep. our John. That's the Apostle Paul. Yep. And that's the mirror. That's yep. the the yep. law is a mirror, and then the law is a guide or a, a rule that that shows us, especially as Christians, as Christian people, then uh, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, how we live out our identity as Christians. And and so people ask, what's the difference between a curb and a rule? They're both about what you're supposed to do. But I think you just hit it on the head right there. The curb is actually oriented towards the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. the assumption is they probably would do evil if they could get away with it. Uh, you know, it's it's all out of fear of punishment, out of fear of reward. It's not out of love. That's not why they do things. But they do things because they're afraid somebody's going to catch them and, and send them to jail or give them a fine. Or they do it because they think someone will like it and reward them. Uh, so curb is for people that... Well, they have to be curbed. They have to actually be held in check. Whereas the rule is kind of like when you play pinochle, you want to know how to play pinochle, right? you got to know the rules. That's what I want to do. It's, it's mm-hmm. what I'm looking to do. Uh, obviously, I don't know pinochle because I don't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to know the rules if someone wants to teach me. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm sorry. But it's a difference of, yes. of where the heart is at. Yeah, yeah the desire yeah. to want to live as a Christian. I want to know what God wants yeah. me to do. Yeah, yeah. that's right. 
I, I think as we as we hear these things too, you know, the curb and the mirror and the, this yeah. guide and rule. I think sometimes we we think, uh, oh boy, the law is kind of a bad thing. What a yeah. bummer the law is. But the law is a good thing. I mean, to keep order in the world. That's can you imagine a world without oh, order? Wow. I mean, our, our world's crazy enough, but without any we, order. We see it. That that thing that happened in Vegas a Kate, month ago. Yep. See yes. if that man had just kept the commandment, thou shalt not kill. None of that would have happened. Yeah. See, yeah. So yeah. you're right. Chaos. Wherever those commandments are not kept, chaos. So so the law is a good thing. Yeah. It keeps us in check. You know, it preserves us from chaos. Uh, it shows us our sins so that we see our fallenness and then we, we can see our need for a savior too from that sin. Yeah. So the law is a good thing and we want to keep that in mind too. It's not like the law is bad, the gospel is good. No, that's not it. They're both good. They're both gifts from God. But the law won't get you to heaven. Oh, boy, it's that, a good thing for yep. this earth. That's right. If you're looking for peace and uh, quiet here on earth, that's a great thing, but it doesn't get you to heaven. And that's really what sets us apart from any other religion in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Christianity is different because the law, what we do, ain't going to get us to heaven. No, it's not about following some pillars or path or anything else. It's about Christ. It's about Jesus Christ. So law, a good thing, but the law does not save. No. No. And that brings us, I think, to the gospel then. All right. Okay. Uh, so the gospel, what does that word gospel mean? It means... Good news. Good news. And that's exactly what it is. It, it's a gift from God, and it's the good news centered in Jesus Christ. Like you said in the beginning, your sins are forgiven. And why? Because because of Christ. And and thank you for bringing that up, because I really had wanted to say that last week. Because I think we hear that, uh, your sins are forgiven, and it says, well, that's too easy, that's too simple. And we go back to the law again, then. Well, we need the law to tell us what we at least need to do so we can have this forgiveness. But of course, uh, as you just alluded, it's not simple or easier at all for Jesus to say to that paralytic, your sins are forgiven. To him to have the authority on earth to forgive sins, as he refers to in that passage we had last week, he has to suffer and die and uh, be crucified and be abandoned by God and all those other things that come with him giving his life as a ransom for many. So this is not a cheap, easy forgiveness we're talking about. No, it costs Christ quite a bit to be able to say, your sins are forgiven. Yeah, and that's the heart of the gospel. Yep. The Christ yep. crucified and risen and ascended and Christ is going to come again. Jesus is at the heart of the gospel. He's the reason why our sins are forgiven today. And the reason why we can say to someone else, your sins are forgiven. And, and Matt, boy, I'm glad you said that because you got to listen carefully when you're listening to preachers other than wrestling with the basics, of course. <laughs> no, you better listen <laughs> carefully to us, too. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Be discerning. Uh, yeah, discerning, That's a, especially with this show. Uh, uh, because a lot of people will throw the word gospel around, but actually it's just another law, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What they mean by gospel is all these things you need to do so that you can be a good person. Yeah. Well, no, gospel is just no. what you said. It's your sins are forgiven by and for the sake of Jesus Christ, who did all these things. And I think your sins are forgiven. Oh, and yeah. I think that's yeah. another hallmark of, of, of what came out yeah. of the Reformation, yeah. is this for you-ness of it. You know, that Jesus did this for you. It's received for you in communion. It's received for you in the words of absolution. Again and again, it's not just this general forgiveness, but it's for oh. you specifically. Yeah, so, so the gospel is for God to love the world. That yeah. is the gospel. Definitely. But the gospel that we really want to hear is the gospel that says, for God so loved you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and that's exactly what the gospel says. Good. So so just to kind of contrast, the, the okay. law shows us what to do. The gospel shows us, well, what Jesus yes. has done and continues to do. The law shows us our sin. The gospel shows us our Savior. The law shows us that the wrath of God 
The gospel shows us the grace of God. Uh, the law is a demand. Okay, it's commands, but the gospel is is a gift. Uh, the law is what we do or should do or should not do. The gospel is what God does. Yeah. Okay, so some distinctions there. You know, I think, you know, I, I want to get in here too. Sure. Uh, before our time comes to an end. You know, what happens though if we, if we just ignore one of those things? What if it's uh, just the law yeah, yeah. or just the gospel? You, you know, we're gotta talking about, have them both. You gotta have them both. And I think that that's so important. So if you only focus on the law, and you forget about the gospel, well, then then what's the risk then? Well, the risk is is, is one of two things. One, you'll either become self-righteous. You'll become thinking, I'm doing that. Yeah, those commandments, I'm taking care of that. So I guess I'm a pretty good guy. Or if you really hear the law for what it says, that it's a thing about your heart, right? It's not just having adultery, but it's lusting every woman. It's not just not murdering, but it's being angry with your brother. Then you'll despair and you'll say, well, there's no hope for me at all. Because that stuff is inside me and I can't stop that stuff from being inside me. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. So there's two ditches you can fall into, pride, yeah. Uh, I, I'm contributing to my salvation, I'm a good enough person to get to heaven, or despair, yeah. I'm never going to be good enough. There's no, yeah, yeah. there's not that assurance, that certainty. Um, and again, if if we think that even just 1% of our keeping the law gets us into heaven or gives us forgiveness, we're saying, well, Jesus wasn't enough. Jesus yeah, exactly. wasn't quite good enough. Exactly. So right? why did he even waste his time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that, so I, I think that's pretty clear that that's the risk when you follow just the law. But but maybe the tougher one is, well, what if you neglect the law and only focus on the yeah. gospel? What if you only... So what's the risk there if you don't have any law at all and all we see is gospel? Well, I, I think one of the risks there is that people really won't hear the gospel then. Yeah. <laughs> they want to have yeah. ears open to it. No, no. Yeah. Because oh, they'll hear it, but it's just another thing that Matt and John talk about on Saturday morning. Big mornings. deal. But the for you-ness won't yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, if I if I don't know I'm a sinner, if I don't know that I deserve death and hell, uh, if, then then why do I need a savior? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So to hear that word of law, to be shown our sin, that that uses of mirror especially, to see that we are poor miserable sinners, to know that we can't earn heaven on our own that all sin and fall short of the glory of God, well, then then that message of the gospel is so sweet and so beautiful and so precious to know that you are forgiven. And it goes back to where we started, right? My son, your sins are forgiven, that message of the gospel. Yes, and so when the law does its thing, and by the way, that's what Jesus says, I'll send the Holy Spirit to convict the world of sin, uh, then, then it just does make the gospel all the more. In fact, give me more gospel. I just can't have enough gospel yeah, uh, yeah. when the law has done its job. Yeah. We, just a quick story as we, as we yeah. end up. We, there was one member uh, at Ascension who was a um, lifelong Lutheran lady, a uh, wonderful lady. Her, her father was even a pastor, Lutheran pastor. And, and her, her one of her requests, or really her main request was when she passed, she wanted a Lutheran Funeral, uh, a Lutheran funeral. Cool. Well, then that got me thinking as her pastor. Well, I want to honor this. So, what makes a funeral Lutheran? Yep. All yeah. right, you know, yeah. is it having in a Lutheran church? Is it uh, you know being a Lutheran pastor yeah. presiding over it? And you know, I'm not so sure it's it's either one of those things necessarily. Um, but really, I think one of the the hallmarks maybe of of a Lutheran funeral is is long gospel, and I think that's. One of the marks of, of hopefully a, a Lutheran sermon or, or uh, any kind of teaching is is law and gospel, that it comes back to that, that you know, we are fallen sinners, but Christ is that greater Savior who forgives us. And again, the words, your sins are forgiven. 
And, you know, a, a funeral is very appropriate because the law is really apparent Oh, there. it's right there. If you <laughs> thought know. you were so good, well, apparently not because the wages of sin is death. So, But then to have that beautiful gospel, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you're forgiven and guess what? You're going to heaven and guess what? You're going to be resurrected from the dead. All cool gospel stuff, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, a funeral, what an opportunity to preach that or, or any time we're gathered together as the people of God. And, and next week you were saying you want to talk about the Lutheran concept of vacation? I didn't realize that Lutheran thought we should all take vacation. Vacation. No, no, John, no. Well, come back next week and hear it on Wrestling With The Basics. Wrestling With The Basics is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.